initiate the drift. Oh my god, Initiating dude. Drift. Yes! I don't know what this is, but I'm all in! Welcome to Cord Killers, the show about watching the stuff you love when you want, where you want, however you want. I'm Tom Merritt. Hey man, I'm Brian Brushwood, but more importantly, I want to know, like, is the drift like where a giant robot like slides in like it's risky business at the beginning? Yeah, yeah, just like you would in a Honda Civic. Just pumps that old in the mouth. Bam. Yeah, they call that risky drift racing. Risky drift. So that was a teaser and a date announcement for a new anime set in the Pacific Rim universe coming to Netflix. That's Pacific Rim rim the black that's coming march 4th on netflix looks, looks pretty good right pretty good Mike. very good we have we have some more anime news uh, around netflix a little later Ooh. in the show but brian what would you say if i proposed we start with our primary target yeah i would say i have no choice <laughs> <laughs> it's literally in the dark we do it every week. you always have a choice but, yeah brian. do i <laughs> Uh, well, it worked. It worked, everybody. The big experiment worked. HBO Max reports 37.7 million U.S. subscribers hitting its goal two years early. They, they, they wanted to hit this number in 2023, uh, but no, they, they got it now. Uh, now, it quickly becomes very complicated to figure out what HBO Max means exactly by these numbers. Uh, 17.2 million of those are what they call activated subscribers. Those are folks who signed up independently, like they just went to HBO Max and signed up directly, or they upgraded an existing subscription rather than having their ma app magically converted from HBO to HBO Max. You're also going to see AT&T tout around the number 41 million because that's a bigger number than 37.7 million. Uh, that includes pay TV subscribers who only have HBO. So when they say 41 million, they're talking about HBO subscribers. 37.7 million is HBO Max subscribers. However you look at it, it's up. Uh, they only had 28.7 million HBO Max subscribers and 8.6 million activated back in September. So they more than doubled the activated number and uh, went up by a third on the overall number. AT&T is attributing the rise to Wonder Woman 1984, uh, which makes you wonder how the numbers would be if it had been a movie that everybody loved. But Nielsen numbers back up AT&T. Nielsen revised its numbers for December streaming. Uh, December 21st through the 27th now shows Wonder Woman 1984 atop the Nielsen streaming chart with 2.252 billion minutes of streaming uh, now that they've added HBO Max in. Uh, that's 35% more streaming minutes than Pixar's Soul, 85% ahead of Netflix's Bridgerton. AT&T CEO John Stanky defended the strategy of releasing movies on HBO Max at the same time as theaters, pointing to the glut of movies that will eventually come out from all studios. Stanky said, we don't believe that magically just because there's more content showing up in theaters all at the same time, that's going to dramatically increase the movie going population at that time. Uh, let me begin by backing up Stanky's play. Uh, Yes, I do uh, think one of my favorite HBO movies, backing Stanky's play. That's uh, don't make me the moment you say a nonsense word salad like that. It makes me want to come up with what the pitch is. Uh, I do think that HBO Max is doing everything right, except for the name. We'll we'll get back to that. Um, but uh, I question 
how much Wonder Woman had to do with the current numbers. Like that, that's the part where we diverge. I do think it was a smart play. I do think that he is right to defend because there's sort of two things. There's what's happening with HBO Max, but also this is somebody who is kind of a warrior to break the exclusivity window that comes with theatrical releases. Uh, content creators in general would love to get paid immediately and by everybody all at once uh, on day one. Um, so I don't know how much I believe his story about um, Wonder Woman, especially because like what about I, the Niels What about the Nielsen numbers? I mean, that shows oh, people no, no, no. watch I, it. I, I believe the numbers are real. I believe they're doing very, very well. How they spin that. The story they tell in terms of it's because we're so smart with Wonder Woman, that's where I get a little bit suspicious. Specifically, like, I'm an HBO Max subscriber, but because it came free with my AT&T internet subscription. And uh, that's uh, that's where I get a little bit wishy-washy. Well, okay. I, I, I think I know where you're coming, but I want to press you a little bit uh, on that because we went from... 8.6 million activated in September to 17.2 million in December. And Wonder Woman 1984 came out in December and it topped the Nielsen revised ratings chart. So I think it's reasonable to point at that and say, hey, folks, if we hadn't had a bunch of people sign up to watch Wonder Woman 1984, we wouldn't have hit our numbers two years early. Yes. And in a sideways timeline, I assume like, like in, in the current timeline that we are, uh, Brian learned he had HBO Max and said, cool, I also already have HBO, so I'm going to do literally nothing. And that was how the world was for months. And then at some point, I forget what it was, uh, there was something that was HBO Max only, uh, maybe it was Raised by Wolves. I bothered to activate the subscription that I already had for free paid for along with my AT&T subscription. And then, uh, so, so what, what you're describing to me and correct me if I'm wrong on this sounds an awful lot like other Brian Brushwoods who didn't jump in on raised by wolves or whatever else, but instead it was wonder woman that caused them to air quotes, activate their, uh, HBO max subscription. Well, okay. Maybe some, some of it is that, and some of it is not the activated subscribers are folks who independently uh, sign up or upgrade an existing subscription. So you would be in that upgrading an existing subscription, but there's more than just that. Like both numbers went up and they, you know, it wasn't like one number went up and that's the only amount it went up by. So you're getting increases in both. And I don't think HBO minds. I don't think Warner media, I should say minds. Uh, they want more people like Brian to realize they have an HBO max subscription and they want new signups as well. And the fact that you've got 37.7 million HBO Max subscribers compared to 41 million when you include the HBO people tells me there aren't that many of the people who haven't activated left. So I would pull out of this that they were able to get more of those people who had access and hadn't activated it yet to do so. And they also got more people to just sign up for it because they wanted to get Wonder Woman 1984. Right. And so this brings us to the marketing side of the Brian brain where um, uh, uh, there's a phrase, I, I, I forget his name, but uh, the, the phrase is 
move from pest to welcome guest. And what was meant by that was it doesn't matter. Even if you're losing money, uh, let's say you're in an Italian restaurant, right? And normally you would knock on the door and you'd say, hey, I have some lasagna. Would you like some? Come over to my restaurant. Let's go. Instead, what you do is you do a direct marketing campaign saying, hey, I know you love your wife and I know your anniversary is coming right up. Here's what we're going to do for $99. We're going to go. We're going to give you this. It's $149 value. We're going to give you a bottle of wine. We're going to do all these things. And now all of a sudden the exact same thing an advertisement has transformed you from somebody who knocked on their door and presented a problem and made you into somebody who knocked on your door and said, you have a problem. Hi, it's me. The solution to your problem, right? So as a result, the, the money value of things gets a little bit uh, squiggly. For example, on the After Things podcast, um, we talk a lot about how important it is to focus on your email list so that you are an invited guest into somebody's mental real estate. So in that regard, I would say whatever money they were going to make with a traditional rollout of Wonder Woman is less than what they got from exactly how everything went. So, so like all of this is to say, I'm totally high-fiving uh, HBO Max on this. <laughs> I'm, I am willing to fully admit, uh, naming differences aside, they've done everything right. And whether it's a Brian Brushwood who's quote-unquote activating his account because he already has it for free somehow magically or not, the, the fact is they got me into the door of the club. And for that, they should be celebrated and they should be celebrating uh, and they're 100% right. Okay, so at first I, I thought you were arguing that these numbers were not significant, but it sounds like what you're saying is they might not look significant, but they're still significant and this is why, because they got a bunch of people into the tent. Well, and plus also there's two sets of numbers. There's uh, activated accounts and then there's like, does the, it's implied that this is how much money they're making but even if they're not making that money, I'm here to say like that yeah, many people well, who press a, a Actually, I'm, I'm glad you brought go. that up because I think a lot of what you were saying does make more sense if you're thinking about money being made, which I wasn't. Right. I, I wasn't, I, I, I very clearly did not say anything about what the revenue implication of this was. And, and I think you very eloquently explained why it doesn't matter, right? This is a recurring subscription. Once you got people in the door, then your your trick is to keep them there. Because right. if you keep them happy, they won't cancel and you'll keep building up money and you will make a lot more money. I also think the money made off of this doesn't matter. That's why I didn't include it in what I wrote up to introduce this topic at all, because it's irrelevant. You are going to make almost no money off of Wonder Woman by releasing it in the theaters without being on HBO Max. Well, uh, and, especially and, in the middle of a pandemic. Well, we know that, <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, because it made, you know, what, 30 million, I think, total? Uh, 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 I thought US. it was like 150 global or something. Oh, yeah, it, something yeah. like 150 global where there were more theaters open and there was no HBO Max option, right? So, I mean, th to me, it doesn't matter whether it made as much money as it would have otherwise or not. Uh, a, there's no comparison because we're in the middle of a pandemic with Los Angeles and New York theaters closed. And B, the value of getting people to sign up, the value of being at 37.7 million subs two years ahead of time uh, is way more than the value of 
having had theater receipts that once they're in, they're in. And yeah, you can you can make residuals and, and merchandise and all that, which you still can, even having released this in, on HBO Max. So this yeah. is what they wanted to do. Everybody kept talking out on the internet about like, yeah, but are they going to make more money or less money? It's like, doesn't matter. This is a property that isn't going to make money because because they don't want to hold it that long. It'll get stale and it won't compete. That's what Stanky was saying about like, there's going to be so many movies out when people do return to the theaters that it won't compete. And you could get way more value by signing up all these subscriptions, which what you were talking about, Brian, of, you know, the honored guest, you know, getting people to want to be in the tent. Yeah, I suppose I find myself in the weird position of defending everybody who wants to boo as saying, this is all fake, this is all BS, these are all the reasons that all these numbers are inflated. Yes, all of you are all right. But also wanting to cheer for, it's like, even after all of you are right, and these are all quote-unquote fake signups and nobody's paying for it, including me, um, The uh, 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 it's still, number one, remarkable, number two, celebratory, number three, genius. Like, oh, like yeah. I, 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 like, Despite doing everything wrong, I, HBO Max seems to be winning harder than anyone I've ever seen. It's HBO Max is the Trump presidency of streaming services. That's right. I'll say it. Also, th this, this, this idea that they're not making any money is just dumb. Like they're making money even off of you, Brian. Yeah. Because yes. how do you well, get your HBO subscription? Okay. First of all, they're making money on me twice. Once because I pay AT&T. Second, <laughs> you still well, I just... still haven't canceled. What is my... wrong with you? Okay. But that, that's just going to confuse the issue because that's, that's fairly specific your to you. Your whole metaphor from 10 minutes ago breaks down. <laughs> well, that, yeah. Don't bring that up. Don't bring that okay, up. Because okay, then you got people but... like Bryce want to jump in and confuse the issue. <laughs> but but, but you, uh, you, you are correct. Like, like it, it would be wrong to fail to acknowledge that that uh, the money's coming in from somewhere look they're doing well, yeah, fine at uh, warner media doesn't give away hbo with your subscription of something else if they're like yeah that, that that's how we make sure we keep the money like they get the money they 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 it's it's not it's not a pump and dump scam they're they're not shorting gamestop here this is not the same situation at all like it, this is a very careful and calculated decision to bundle in hbo with subscriptions and most of these 37.7 million people are in fact paying for HBO Max or HBO. They're not even getting it free. Uh, it's it's only a slice that it, like having it bundled in with a, an AT&T TV now or, a, or it's not called that anymore, but you know what I mean? Sure, having sure, it bundled sure. in with something well, else. Well, and, and to simplify things, I think it is worth stating that that when when the Brian mind, and I apologize, uh, hi, it's the show with Tom and Brian and Bryce and the Brian mind shows up. Uh, the Brian mind tends to measure success in terms of uh, branding potency and momentum and power and is less concerned with uh dollars and and i know that most of our stories involve dollars because that's something that everybody can measure but it's like i i, I tend to be very dialed in on momentum so in that regard like whether or not that like you could tell me that they lost a hundred billion dollars and i i don't know that the brian mind would care very much about that yeah well, I, would be, and, and again, I would still be celebrating that that they've won because they somehow went from zero to 40 million two years ahead of schedule, right. which is and insane. Th that's why I wrote the intro the way I did and didn't include dollars because why even bring it up? It's, well, it's, 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 you know. well, just because I look, I'm a pessimist. It's fine. 
Uh, how about this? This one does have dollars in it. You'll love it. Right. Uh, Warner Media also announced that the extended cut of Justice League will arrive on HBO Max Thursday, March 18th. We've got a date. Uh, it's not going to be broken up into episodes. If you hadn't heard that, it's going to be one four-hour movie. Warner Media is also teaming up with Wonderland Restaurants to offer Justice League meal kits. So meal kits, if you're not aware, means they send you the ingredients for a meal, uh, some of which you don't have to prepare. They're, they're prepackaged snacks or whatever, but, but some of which you do. Like if there's a burger in the meal kit, you'll have to cook the burger, but they'll give you the ground beef and everything you need to make the burger. These will show up in mother boxes that look like the mother boxes in the film. They will include a cod and chips appetizer in honor of Aquaman, a Big Belly Burger in honor of The Flash, uh, a Superman-inspired resurrection item, and a Wonder Woman-inspired ancient the Mysterian fire item. They don't describe what those are yet. That's going to be a reveal. Uh, there's also snacks and other extras. Uh, that will also include in-universe brands Copelbrow Beers and Jitters Cold Brew. And if you're like, wait a minute, I don't eat meat, there's a vegetarian alternative. The box is $130 for a meal for two or $260 for a meal for four, but they don't start delivering until April 15th. So you can watch Spend the movie your again. Tax I guess. refund. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> Get it with your tax refund. Okay. I actually have very strong thoughts about this, but before I reveal anything about Bryce's experience in a peripheral way, I would love to get your thoughts on this, Tom. Cool, not cool as a fan, as a casual cool flannel shirt wearing hat wearing guy i mean yeah Brass man glasses. i just wear my flannel shirt and my hat yeah and i sit here thinking like that's a lot of money for a meal kit uh i i also kind of want it because it's called a big belly burger <laughs> and i and i'm i'm not gonna lie that i may have gotten to adding it to a cart before i stopped myself and said you don't want to spend 130 dollars on what's just a hello fresh meal kit in a cool looking box, Tom, you're not that big of a fan of DC. And then I canceled uh, the page. Maybe that happened. Maybe it didn't. I don't know. All I'll say is if you want to spend $130 on this, you're spending it for the experience. If it's fun for you and you want to take pictures and put them up on Instagram and, and have fun because you're a big fan, then I'm not going to hold that against you. But in the end, too rich for my blood. Bryce. So I, I I don't have any uh, any allegiance to the DC stuff. So the specific item is not for me. But if you said, "Hey, here is you know some, uh, here's a, a you know a double header streaming thing, and here's a box of related f foods that you prepare," I could I could be on board with that. The one thing that's really confusing about this to me, or not confusing, but seems very weird, is so like the the fish and chips and the burger are both prepare at homes. So on top of the four hour movie that you're watching, you're also either ahead of time spending 30 to 60 minutes plus per, uh, per, per dish to make it, or you're stopping the movie over and over again to make it, you know? Oh no. Yeah. You got to make this all ahead of time, right? You're not going to stop down the movie. That just seems crazy. And, and that's a lot of, that's a lot of courses I mean, to be prepared and to be getting cold i think i think if this was something i really cared about and something i really liked if i was one of the people who was like 
tweeting with the the Snyder Cut hashtag. Uh, this seems fine. You can't go wrong with the fish and chips and a burger, um, well, especially if it's like good. If it's good ingredients, hopefully. I mean, plus also, almost by definition, the type of people who are going to care enough about this story that they're watching it, the Snyder Cut care enough that they're watching it for a second time and they're watching it on right. a platform where they can press pause whenever That's the other they thing. want. April, like you gotta you can't you don't even have these ready for the day. Okay. That that one's that's a huge whiff. Not having it ready in the same month that the thing comes out. Let me throw this your way. I think today Corey showed you a thing, a sure. gizmo uh-huh. that was based on story around cards. Right. And it wasn't our thing. Uh, yeah, we do. Uh-huh. We do puzzle boxes with with cards over at scamstuff.com. Um, so and and their opening letter said, we believe in story as part of a thing that you can use. Okay. So uh, really, when I think about like, what if HelloFresh had an awesome story with it? So I imagine a HelloFresh meal. Well, let's, let's let's be clear. I called it HelloFresh like, but it is from uh, a different outlet. Uh, it's a restaurant tour uh called where is it where is it where well, is there's it? a bunch of them there's um no 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 this is the, the justice wonderland League at home i believe is... wonderland restaurants wonderland thank you yeah. right so All right. what what if that like imagine what you would pay for a romantic meal for two um that you could prepare at home uh uh blue apron that's the other one i'm thinking of uh but but imagine what you would pay for that and then imagine if it came with a story experience all right and then what if that story experience happened to be one of your favorite stories of all time you know like you're you're all in on the dc universe or whatever i i mean it seems totally fair i, I if i fit that demo i might be more than happy to pay that amount yeah i i just i i and i don't know enough about dc to say if calling fish and chips ocean trench is a story <laughs> having it say he okay, comes right. on the king tide here's what i do know when you're on the is outside, that story that's just yes. a commodity no, that you're, is just you're, you're hold on hold you're, on hold you're on you're not wrong it, you're not wrong i mean when i I, I, yes. I agree with uh, you just price. said the same thing that i said which i think this is a fine prices if you like this thing but also price. i don't think that this is war and peace let it let me put on my flash <laughs> fan hat please do okay please do ah there he goes so it's literally Sorry. <laughs> Big Belly Burger uh-huh. is an actual thing in Flash. Now it's not okay. necessarily in Justice League. It might be in the Snyder Cut. It might, I don't know, mm-hmm. but it's a, a thing in the Flash universe. And to me, it makes all the difference. And maybe what was in my head when I almost bought this was, is it gonna have a big belly burger like sleeve that I could put my burger into and I could sit there and eat mm-hmm. the big belly burger out of the little big belly burger branded hamburger sleeve and will i have french fries that i can put in the big belly burger branded thing and then yeah. i can pretend like i'm in the flash universe eating the then that would that be works into the story yeah. okay hold that on, would be great but also i feel like especially with with like superhero or you know current fandom like blind boxes and things like that they don't really go that that i don't know that they would go and do these little touches maybe they will uh, but i know but, they're putting it in a mother box so i feel uh, like they might as, right, as i put in a I'm. Uh, let me make a pitch mm. here. Okay. It's the Big Kahuna Burger kit, and it comes in a briefcase. And when you open it, it glows, and inside is all of the perfectly cooled ingredients, the ground beef, and uh, uh, stuff to make the milkshake and all of that stuff. 
but I mean, but 140 bucks for that? Are you in? Well, it would be more I mean, than that because be, you're getting yeah. a, you're getting a good briefcase. I mean, that is a souvenir. <laughs> no, 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 no. The briefcase is garbage. We get twenty of them. Yeah, yeah. It just looks like a briefcase. <laughs> yeah, it's not part of the deal. I disposal. Um, we're not licensed. Also, and what, Tarantino has no idea we're pitching this. <laughs> what makes it? What makes it is if it's tied to, you know, the Pulp Fiction remaster or the you know the the twentieth twentieth the hundredth anniversary of the release of Pulp Fiction. Time means nothing. Uh, you know what I mean? Like it, if, if it's tied into that, it's not just like a thing you can get any time, but like, Hey, this new thing's coming out and all the fans are going to be getting it here. You can get it too. That's where it is to me, a, a little bit of a miss. I, I agree with you, Bryce, that this is coming out in April, a month after this thing debuts. Like you want, what you want is all the fans watching it that opening weekend and eating their big belly burgers along with it. I don't know. Like I, I might go the opposite way because what you're really buying uh, to sound like Brian uh, is you're buying a date night with somebody who loves whatever this universe as much as you do. And you almost certainly like when the event comes out, you wouldn't want to distract yourself. You instead would, would, would like to watch it, process it, and a month mm. later decide, hey, let's mm. do that date night thing where we revisit the thing and we'll have it on and we'll make the thing and we'll eat the food. So then There's here, something to be said for like a, having a reason to watch it again if you really love it. Yeah. But then, what if you don't like it, though? <laughs> that's that's yeah, it's the one it's kind of the Wonder Woman 1984 problem. It's right. Wonder Woman came out over a month ago. Oh, and no, no, no. We've already the problem with that movie was that it was a bad movie. That was the problem. And but that's, that's making Justice League point. is gonna longer is gonna make that movie better. better. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Right. Okay. No, you're right. That's yeah. just a month physics. after I mean it's a month after Wonder Woman and we're talking about it still because that movie was so Yeah. Longer and mm. later. Longer that's and later. That's their slogan. That's right. That's the slogan. <laughs> well, uh the sad fact is uh I don't feel like I can drop $130 on a meal like that unless I'm absolutely sure that you could change that. Oh my God. I'm backing so glad cord you killers at $130 angle. an episode. I thought you were about to say spend money on the things that you love, but instead you took the path less traveled, which is give us money so that we can spend money on the things we love. And the Buy way you do that big is to go to patreon.com slash cord killers. You get your own RSS feed. You get early access to our uh, uh, spoiler in time episodes. And of course, our after talk segments. Uh, look, we love you guys. Thank you for keeping us loud, live and independent. You guys have made real magic happen. And we can't thank you enough. Patreon.com slash cord killers. You only ask the ones you love for money. Yeah. Wait. Let's talk about how to watch. Also, I, I, I guess I love everyone. <laughs> uh, just just one thing in the uh, in the 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 uh, I almost said mechanical box category in the you know the devices <laughs> the stuff box. the stuff you use. A, in uh, the clockwork video shower <laughs> the, the lightning cage. A woman bends over. A train pulls into station. It's a mechanical a sorcerer's prism. <laughs> sorcerer's prism. Uh, the, the, this this story is going to be nothing but a disappointment now. Uh, <laughs> TiVo discontinued using Amazon Voice services in its TiVo boxes last year. You may have missed that, uh, but it is announced that it will replace them with voice recognition from an Atlanta-based company called Pindrop. Pindrop's assistant is able to do really well at telling the difference between different speakers. So TiVo will be able to pull up personalized recommendations for you 
based on your voice when you say like, what should I watch? Uh, or if you say launch Netflix, it'll be able to launch into your profile because it knows it's you. So, um, is, is it a shared experience that as AI bots get better and better with voice recognition that I get more and more annoyed when they don't instantly get where I'm trying to head with things? Like they've spoiled me in that I might miscall a song based on its chorus. And it's like, that is definitely not the name of the song. That is definitely not the name of the artist, but I recognize which family member you are and i'm pretty sure you mean this thing and it just plays it without fussing and then it's like uh i don't know uh, 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 uh sorry I, I i'm trying to add any value to this at all <laughs> by 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 trying to personalize it uh, is this what? a shared experience what, the, what is what a shared experience? Oh, uh, increased uh, expectations on AI bots of all varieties. And yeah, and yeah, no, absolutely. Like, like we're, we're approaching the uncanny valley where it's Ex like, you know what I'm saying, right out girl, mouth. come yeah. on. Yeah, no, you're right. And I, I find it interesting to, to that point that Amazon has the ability to tell you apart by voice, but TiVo decided that it wanted to go with Pindrop. Now, maybe they got a better deal from Pindrop, right? Amazon might have, Amazon's a big company that might've said, here's here's what it costs, take it or leave it, TiVo. Uh, and Pindrop was able to cut them a better deal. But it also sounds to me like Pindrop has specialized in this to where it may very well be better at telling family members apart, which would be why TiVo would wanna do it to say like, look, you're not gonna have it one time out of 10 think that you're Penelope when you're Brian, right? right. It's going to, it's going to know 99 times out of a hundred. And the one time it gets it wrong, it'll just say, wait, could you say that again? I couldn't quite tell who that was. Like if that's the situation, then I get why TiVo would want to go with pin drop, which is to me very interesting. It is fascinating to me. Like, uh, the, the what's creepy and what's expected. For example, like it would be creepy if Bryce were to come into my house and I were to say, hey, Bryce, would you please hand me that box of mac and cheese? And uh -huh. Bryce was unable to distinguish whether it was any of my children, <laughs> my wife, or me. Or mac and cheese. <laughs> or what apparently. the mac and cheese was. That would be creepy. And yet, I kind of want to unfairly decide that it's creepy for an AI bot to be able to, to not know, well, there are only five people who are likely to be in this house. It's probably in, and there's also a dog. So it could be a dog barking. That sounds vaguely like my trigger name or whatever. Um, I don't know. Uh, I, I, yeah, I guess I don't know. The one I thing have... I do assume about these systems is you have to tell it who's who you have to train it. So you have to have Brian sit down and go, Ooh. I'm Brian. And it goes, oh, okay. Uh, because that's that's the way it usually works with Siri and, and Amazon and all of that. I, I, wait, is that the case? Because like, yeah. like when like, you set up Siri for the first time, it's like, say, hey, Siri. And then you do it a couple of times. Like, great. Now I know who you are. Got it. Mm -hmm. Which would be better? Would you Would you prefer it if it just did that automatically? Do you love that part of the process? And if somebody... Uh, just said, Hey, it's a box. No, uh, it, just talk to it. It'll figure Honestly, it out. Honestly, both Siri and Amazon. I barely remember having to do it. It's so low overhead. It takes it was, it one was, second. Yeah. It takes, it takes no time and it's prompted by it while you're doing something else you want to do, which is set up the thing. Uh, so, which is, which is why I mean, I, theoretically on paper, I would rather it just be able to tell, uh, but I want control over that. 
in practice, it's so low overhead. It doesn't bother me at all. So, so, okay. So, uh, uh, president Merritt, uh, we have a proposal. You can check. Yes. Check. No, uh, remove that step entirely for all humans or keep it for all humans. Which do you, I don't think that's the province of government to get involved. Um, okay. Sorry. Did I say president? What I meant was inter intergalactic, uh, czar of economy uh mm, merit mm -hmm. so 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 an all-powerful ruler uh yes who rules okay. very subtly through neural implants but we're just gonna write this book aren't we <laughs> yeah no i'm sorry folks the show's over we just hit, wrote a bestseller uh no I, I all right all jokes aside um I, yes i would rather have the option I would want it to be the option. I'd want it to be the option to say like, you know what? I don't want you to try to figure out who's in this household. Thank you very much. That's too creepy. Uh, or to say, yeah, no, it's fine. You can go ahead and do that. Uh, and I probably would let well, it. Go. And I think that that's what I was tickling at is that mm -hmm. it, uh, the same thing that, that you would find creepy for a robot to do, you would find creepy for a human to fail to do. I would find it deeply creepy if a human was in my house and couldn't figure out that there were roughly five human members and a dog or, or two. I, I forgot okay, but, that our but old dog is how about alive. this? Before we, since we're doing weird things on Cord Killers, God damn it. What, <laughs> sorry. What, what if uh, someone you never met walked into your house, listened to about a minute of your conversation, and went like, "Okay, so you're Brian, you're Penny, and you're Josie, and you're Bonnie," and you didn't introduce? You'd find that creepy. Well, no. Uh, yes, and. Uh, I would not find it creepy if somebody for the first time walked into the house and my child shouted out, bring me apple juice. Um, it would be very creepy if that person did not recognize that that voice came from upstairs and was definitely not an adult. Yeah, but it's different. That, uh, uh, and honestly, th all these machines can, can always tell the difference between voices. The question is, do they then associate them with a profile? They're like, oh, that's Brian. Okay, me, but, um, oh, okay, likewise. So imagine you're staying at my house. Justin Robert Young walks in and you say, Brian, let's open this bottle of whiskey. And then Justin Robert Young does not recognize your voice. That would be creepy, right? Well, because he already knows me, though. I already trained him. Wait, you, you didn't tra train him? Yeah, because okay. we met. And I said, I'm Tom. And he started to realize, oh, that voice goes with Tom. Yeah, okay. But you know plenty of people who listen to you every single day who you have never met who know your voice. Would it right. be creepy I trained for them, them, too. Uh, wait, you didn't... Um, Cordkillers at gmail.com. Explain <laughs> to us one. the creepy I like line. One. I don't know. There, there, there's something here. And, there, and, and I know there there's a big, it's, very it's not, fuzzy it's line defined, that we're walking down. But, yeah, but, yeah. But, yeah. I think it's fine. <laughs> All right, let's talk about what to watch and under surveillance. Disney Plus released a mid-season trailer for WandaVision uh, with a lot of footage from released episodes, especially the most recent episode. It's borders on spoilery if you haven't seen all three episodes. It's actually quite spoilery in a couple of ways, but it's not very spoilery about what's going to happen. Just a few sneak peeks at what's left to come. I could not bring myself to actually watch it uh, because I want whatever surprises remain to remain. But uh, did did you like it? Yeah, I, I watched it and I felt like, oh, this is 
this is really a trailer catching me up, right? This is a, okay, now that you've watched the first four episodes, uh, let's, let's recap what you, what you've seen and reaffirm, uh, some stuff, what they show that wasn't in the original trailer is very small, but it does give me some hints that like, okay, we're not, we're not done with homages to television. That's, that's interesting to know. Um, but overall, it, it it really doesn't spoil you on on anything. Uh, it 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 just says more of the same to come. Um, man, there there are things I want to say that belong in spoiler room time. Netflix has some animated series news out. I mentioned that at the top of the show. There's a 24 episode series from Wild Brain and Sega called Sonic Prime coming to Netflix 2022. Netflix is also developing an anime series based on the movie Skull Island. Uh, the King Kong franchise and an anime series in the Tomb Raider universe. It'll be set after the events of the 2018 game Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Is this uh, the the Sonic movie or TV show? Is it canonically in the same universe as the movie? It looks artistically from the screenshots that I saw roughly the same. Yeah, I don't know. I don't okay. know if they said. Oh, also, I realized halfway through saying that sentence that I that's something my kids would care about. And even then, they would only care ironically and not really care. So uh -huh. I'm not yeah, going to yeah. pretend like I care. I would say this is probably unrelated to the live action film. Okay. But the, and they've made many of these series. There's they've made a lot of Sonic animated. Series. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, so it doesn't have to be. Uh, Apple has signed Anne Hathaway and Jared Leto to star in a limited TV series about the rise and fall of WeWork uh, called We Crashed. The movie is based on the podcast of the same name. If you've heard that, there is another series based on WeWork, also in development from Sheridan Entertainment and Endeavor Content. Uh, that one's based on a book called The Cult of We. Uh, but man, they got some star power behind We Crashed. Yeah, I, I don't know how good this is going to be, but I will vouch for the podcast. Uh, it's narrated by David Brown, who also does um, uh, 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 Business Wars. And uh, if you're a Texas local on NPR, he does um, uh, Texas Standard every single day. So it's weird because I fell into the David Brown universe listening to him on Business Wars. And then I was like, oh, man, I should reach out to this guy. And then I found out that he's on the radio every single day. And all of a sudden I was like, never mind. He wouldn't know. He, he wouldn't care. <laughs> <laughs> and so now, uh, but uh, uh, it's 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 quite good. I, I would highly recommend the podcast series. Now, whether or not it makes for good television, I can't speak to because uh, I only watched like two episodes of Dirty John. And while that was a great uh, podcast series. I, I didn't much care for it as kind of a Hallmark original. Oscar, uh, Oscar nominated actors on Apple though. This is not going to be a Hallmark original. This is going to be high quality production, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hope so. Well, I think he meant the adjective. I think Bravo didn't Bravo make that. Yeah. Dirty John somebody show? who wasn't HBO max. Yeah. This is, I'm just saying, I think this is going to be a little higher production value than that. Yeah. So. We'll see. HBO is going to adapt the third season of the Serial podcast into a television series. Uh, season three of Serial examined multiple cases in the Cleveland justice system. Uh, so that gives them a chance to do a little more like following a detective around through all this stuff. Oh, man, yeah, I fell off of Serial. I wish I had more for you. Never watched it or listened to it. Really? First season yeah. was almost good. Hmm. All right. Uh, Disney released a trailer for Raya and the Last Dragon coming to theaters March 5th, as well as to Disney Plus for 30 bucks. It's going to do that premiere thing they did with Mulan uh, again, March 5th. How total speculation, like, 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 we don't know. We don't know nothing. But 
seems to me I could picture a universe where the real prize, like they go on to continue to pretend that box office is the real prize, but secretly them sweet, sweet $30 uh, premiere night things is the real prize, but they never I mean, acknowledge it in public. I, I, I have a problem with this idea that that's how, how companies operate because oh, I've no, no, been no. inside I, companies I, I, and that I know they're... that they don't operate that. What the companies do is like, hey man, theaters are still really valuable, so we can't abandon them. But I bet we can build up this $30 thing and it, it might just grow and grow and grow uh, until that's the bigger deal. What Disney's going to have a harder time with is when the pandemic is over and the theaters no longer are okay with this sort of thing. Will they will they even be able to do this once we're back to normal? And I, I, I think that's what I'm kind of uh, proposing is is to explore the space of like, how quickly do they stop? Um, uh, even when it's quote unquote business as usual, now that they've already put the, the, the camel's nose under the tent of, of the $30 thing, do they just, you know, quietly like that's, that's the real thing. But, but, all well, they... but that's what I'm saying is it right now they can play both sides and be like, Hey, put it in theaters, pay $30, you know, and see what happens. Eventually they're going to have to choose. And I don't think they choose $30 over theaters unless they don't think they're going to get a certain amount of seats at yeah, the theaters. Maybe So it's not going to be their big blockbusters that go $30 on Disney plus. And at that point, will people pay $30 for it? Like what class of movies can't fill a theater and can get $30 extra on Disney plus. That's interesting because then all of a sudden, like, the very box office moment is sort of a prestige advertisement for the, the quote unquote real product, the $30 deliverable. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, nobody knows that, that that's what we're headed for. And that honestly, that's what HBO max is, is playing as an experiment, right? We're going to have lots of great data of like in a full pandemic, here's how many people went to a theater. Here's how many people watched on HBO max with multiple kinds of movies now with partial recovery with more theaters open here's what the split was and then by december with more theaters open uh here's what the split was and in 2021 we'll be able to look at all that data and go all right now we've got a very significant uh track record of under multiple conditions how did it change how many people went to the theater versus hbo max yep i yep Few other notes here. Apple bought worldwide rights to the Sundance Festival hit Coda. Coda is a movie about a girl who can hear breaking away from her deaf parents. Netflix announced the second half of season one of Lupin will return this summer. No specific date, but coming this summer. Uh, Noah Baumbach has signed an exclusive deal to write and direct movies for Netflix uh, for several years. Apple TV Plus has approved the series Tehran for a second season. The Netflix series Shadow and Bone arrives April 23rd, based on the Grishaverse novels by Lee Bardugo. It takes place in a world uh, that's torn apart by war with an extraordinary power unleashed by an orphan who then has to train with elite magical soldiers. They're called Grisha, hence Grishaverse. Netflix's Sandman series has cast Gwendolyn Christie as Lucifer and Tom Sturridge as Lord of Dreaming. And Ryan Coogler's Proximity Media has signed a five-year deal with Disney that will include making a Marvel TV show for Disney Plus set in Wakanda. Uh, that Coda project sounds... I love the idea of two people um, coming together 
uh, uh, either via or in spite of a limitation and what it looks like to a child that doesn't have that limitation. And, and maybe, maybe part of that is because like, I'm seeing that as, uh, you know, we got three kids and, and Bonnie and I found each other in the world of art, uh, uh and, and, and it doesn't look like all three of our kids are going to want to be artists like us, you know? And so I would imagine that that amplified will be an extraordinary story. Yeah. I, I, and apparently it was a huge hit at, at Sundance. So uh, yeah, that'll be coming to Apple. All right. Let's talk about what we've had our eyes on. Brian, what have you been looking at? Dude, uh, Dave is so good. I can only watch it like an episode, one episode per day. And I've rewatched most of them twice at this point. It is shockingly close to a documentary it makes me uncomfortable there have been moments that characters have shown up that i've stood up and had to walk away and i was like they didn't even change Corey's facial hair it's just Corey being Corey. and but uh, so you're saying it's hitting close to home i mean it turns out that when somebody is a a, a youtube artist uh and writes a tv show about being a YouTube artist, they get very accurate in what it's like <laughs> to be a YouTube artist. And I, I remember seeing these promos. I can't remember why. Uh, I was watching something though, and they kept playing promos for Dave. And I was like, oh, it's got a cool vibe to it. So I, I'm, I'm glad it's good. I'm glad you're enjoying it. It's, or, I, I, are I'm you enjoying, enjoying it so much, I, I can't take too much at once. It's too right. good. It's too gotcha. good to, to binge. Uh, speaking of Sundance, uh, Sundance, uh, a, a, a jury award winner, uh, that would not be Justin Robert Young. That'd no, be the they, jury. They, they actually, that's the new yeah. rule. They give you a Justin <laughs> Robert Young. Uh, a previous award winner at, at Sundance was Minari. Uh, it is a, a film with Stephen Ewan. You might know him from walking dead. Uh, and it is directed and written, uh, based on a person's own experience of growing up in a Korean family that moved to Arkansas and bought a farm uh, and tried uh, to make a go of it, growing vegetables in the middle of Arkansas uh, with virtually no money, uh, just, just trying to get this farm off the ground. Uh, you may have heard this in the news because the Golden Globes won't allow it to be nominated for their Best Picture Awards because it's mostly in Korean. And the literal rules of the Golden Globes are if your movie is not majority English, you go in the foreign language film category. Uh, so even though it's an American director uh, about a story about Americans uh, grow in Arkansas uh, because they speak Korean through most of it, uh, it, it's going in the foreign language film. But anyway, all that aside, uh, Minari is great. Uh, way better than I expected. I thought, oh, okay, this will be a heartwarming story, you know, about a, a, a first generation, you know, kids growing up uh, with immigrant parents and uh, so much more than that, so much better than that. Uh, and and such a, a great perspective. It was really interesting to be watching it with my wife, uh, who's the daughter of, of Filipino immigrants and all the immigrant parts she was like oh yeah oh yeah no I, that reminds me of when my grandma uh came over and all the arkansas parts i was like oh yeah i knew that guy <laughs> we had a guy like that in southern illinois it was really fun to watch uh that's fantastic man uh, and, uh i'm in yeah go check it out uh it's coming out i think february 12th in theaters and february 26th uh on uh for rent on streaming it's minari m-i-n-a-r-i -N -N 
Bryce, what should we be on the lookout for? Hey, we got uh, a Nikki who sent along a few picks for on the lookout today. We're going to talk about the new TNT adaptation of Snowpiercer. Nikki says, I just wanted to thank Tom for the suggestion. It blizzarded on Monday uh, in New England. Uh, so I was able to binge it with my family. And one day, Monday is normally our family's weekend. So it was a great time had by all. So this is a, a reboot of the uh, Bong Joon-ho sci-fi film Snowpiercer and the graphic novel that it's based off of. Uh, so seven years after Earth becomes a frozen wasteland, uh, the 1001 car long train, the Snowpiercer circles the globe as a respite for the wealthy. Uh, I guess at some point the normal folk invaded the Snowpiercer and stuck a claim in the tail, the back few cars, and are fighting a sort of political and a physical battle just to exist on this train that they kind of uh, invaded. Uh, I watched the first episode of this. I thought it was. I thought it was interesting. Uh, you you get both kind of the mixture of uh, uh, sci-fi with talking about class disparity. Uh, the first. I don't know how long it goes on, but the first episode. It does a funny thing with sci-fi where you're like, oh, I wonder like what the concept for the show is going to be. And then at some point they go, this is going to be a murder mystery now. And that happens to one of the characters in the in the first episode. <laughs> Uh, which is pretty funny. So, uh, thank you for this, Nikki. Uh, uh, Tom, you, you, did you say you got a, uh, uh, did you actually have, see any of this? No, no, oh, I have okay. not. I have not hmm. watched any of this yet. I'd seen the movie. I, had you seen the movie, Bryce? I haven't seen the movie. So oh, yeah, I've wild. seen the movie. That's it. Oh. Uh, I see. I see. Okay. Uh, courtkillers at gmail.com. Tell us whether or not you, you should see the movie before watching this. Okay. Uh, there's uh, season one and season two on HBO Max, and I believe season two is still airing on TNT. So uh, check your local listings if you've got something we should be on the lookout for. Email us, cordkillers at gmail.com. Thank you. All right. What do we do now? Uh, come on, browser, let me know. Oh, look, we, uh, we now take a moment. We remind people that com slash rogue is the... Where you want to go when you upgrade your computer, they're the people who supply all of the gear that run this operation. But more importantly, it allows me, because Tom did not seize the moment, for me Damn. to be an emergent beacon for my new favorite YouTube series, Emergent Beacon. If you've been watching Modern Rogue, you know that kind of a third voice on the show has been Brant Hughes with his extraordinary motion graphics and storytelling and curious uh, uh, my in-depth research explanation yeah, yeah, yeah all that stuff uh man if you want to see brant go brant is brant then uh get buckle in for 30 minutes because it's great go to emerge just look up emergent beacon subscribe it immediately you're gonna love it this is on youtube like 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 imagine if modern rogue had 100 fewer jasons and brian's and it was just the science well researched <laughs> Yeah, it's great. It really is a fantastic video <laughs> about. It's <laughs> a bit too hard of an agree, but that's fine. Yeah. Uh, no, it really, it really. Brant has such like a, an interesting style, and and when he researches stuff, he really researches and gets into it. You're gonna watch if you watch this video on the Einstein's cross, you're gonna learn. You're gonna learn a thing or two about space time. Yep. Tell you what. All right, let's move on to the front lines. NBC had a little good news of its own. NBC Universal says Peacock has 33 million signups in the U.S. That's up from 28 million when they last announced a number on December 8th. And NBC CEO Jeff Schell said that The Office is now being streamed more actively on Peacock than it was on Netflix. 
he didn't really explain what he meant by that, like what, what the numbers are that he's looking at. Uh, Nielsen estimated The Office was the most streamed show in the U.S. last year on Netflix with 57.1 billion total minutes. Man, I would not have placed the bet that at this point Peacock would be behind uh, HBO Max. But I mean, I mean, good on all of them. Um, I, I'm with you. I don't know what more active means when it comes to watching a show. Like, like, <laughs> like they're they, they tracking or... eyeballs as they <laughs> yeah, lean in or whatever. Uh, I, I imagine that The Office is being streamed a lot on Peacock. And, uh, you know, that's fine. Great. Good for them. Not a surprise. A J.D. Power study estimates that people in the U.S. spend about $47 a month on average for streaming services, up 24% from before the pandemic. U.S. viewers have an average of four streaming providers. The top five services, according to J.D. Power, are Netflix with 85%, Amazon Prime at 65%, Hulu at 56%, Disney Plus at 47%, YouTube at 20%, and HBO Max in at sixth place, with 22%. Apple TV has 14% followed by everybody else. Yeah. So, uh, I don't, I didn't see a single surprise in there. Honestly, that's, uh, yeah, I, YouTube, I probably wouldn't have thought to put in a list like this. Uh, so maybe I would have thought it was higher if I'd thought about it, but otherwise like, yeah, no, that, that's about right. Uh, uh, maybe I would have thought Disney plus was above Hulu at this point, but okay. I mean, yeah. To, to be honest, I, I think the only surprise to me was that I said five things and I was ready to stop talking. And then there was a sixth player and the sixth player was Apple. Like that, that's a thing I wouldn't have expected, you know, five years ago, me. To say. Yeah. Right. Uh, for sure. And, and Apple, Apple, that, that's true. Apple being in front of Peacock and, and the others. Yeah. Uh, that, that is interesting to see. I, you know, Apple does this and people always misinterpret it. They come out of the gate slow. And people damn them like, ah, this iPhone, it's not selling. Ah, this iPad, nobody's going to buy a tablet. Ah, this Apple TV plus, you know, this Apple watch, like Apple TV plus not, not nailing it out of the gate and skyrocketing. That's, that's the Apple way. That's they, they, they just keep moving forward. And that's what this shows me is that they're continuing to move forward. I mean, that's why they call it their Apple jam. Yeah, exactly. Or Apple butter. Mm. Oh, that's better. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, another feather in Warner Media's cap is that crime thriller, The Little Things, starring Denzel Washington and Rami Malek, topped U.S. box office charts this weekend with $4.8 million while also being available on HBO Max. So let that sink in for, for a second. $4.8 million, not that much money. But relative to the pandemic, it's a lot of money. And it's the number one in theater movie. And all of the people who spent the $4.8 million to go see this movie could have stayed home and bought HBO Max instead, but were willing to go out in the middle of a global pandemic to a theater and watch it. Uh, if you're interested, The Crude's A New Age rose 2% and was number two, uh, despite being available to rent as well. And Wonder Woman 1984, uh, still number three at the theaters. Dude, it's almost like we're zeroing in on the real thing that we love about going to the movies is the going part and not the movies part. And yeah. uh, that's, that's not crazy. I mean, the little thing starring Denzel Washington and Rami Malek is a bigger test to me than Wonder Woman 1984, right? Right. Because you went and were like, yeah, Wonder Woman 1984. I can see it in a movie theater. I'm going to do that. Uh, 
people going like, I don't have to see the little thing. It's a crime thrill. I don't have to see it in a movie theater, but I want to. <laughs> it's like, you know? you know what I do want? To be away from my teenage daughters. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like, I have two. <laughs> they're all just becoming more teenage. Brian's speaking hypothetically, hypothetically that someone might say that. Hypothetically. Yeah. Sling TV is raising the price of its orange and blue base packages, $5 a month each to fit uh, $35 a month. Also, sports extra goes up by a dollar to $11 a month. All other add-ons go up a dollar to $6 a month. Existing customers will not see a price rise until July. Sling TV raised its prices last in December 2019. Man, I don't know, man. All these sounds so tiny, so incremental. I feel like if I'm in, I'm not going to notice it. I feel like if I'm deciding whether or not to buy, I'm not really going to care. I think I think we're over the hump of like being price sensitive here. I think we're getting there for sure. Sling is the cheapest of all of these, mostly because of the way it structures things. $5 a month seems a little harder to miss, uh, but $35 a month for a ba base package, that seems pretty cheap when you're comparing it to all these others. And yeah, uh, going up a dollar to $11 a month, like that's a great way to suddenly bring in a bunch more money to dish uh, without really that many people noticing. All right, so we're not going to get in the whole GameStop stock, short squeeze, stonk, Robin Hood, et cetera thing here. But Diamond if hands. You Don't forget to say Diamond Hands. Diamond hands. Uh, if you somehow missed it, a lot of folks on Reddit got together and were able to drive the price of GameStop stock way up. When that worked, they turned their attention to other stocks uh, that were low priced, like AMC theaters. And funny thing that once the stock price was driven up, AMC theaters was able to convert $600 million worth of its debt into stock. So AMC Theaters is now much further away from impending bankruptcy because a bunch of people on Reddit decided to drive their stock price up. Uh, Deadline reported also that MGM has acquired rights to turn a book on GameStop trading into a movie, and Netflix is in talks with the team uh, to create a film about the whole thing as well. Dude, well played putting it in the segment where I have exactly two more seconds to talk about it. Variety sources say that Justin Timberlake's Palmer drove Apple TV Plus viewership up 33% this weekend for its most watched weekend yet. Palmer was a movie about an ex-con who becomes a caretaker of a gender non-conforming child. Uh, Apple also has new episodes of uh, Servant and Dickinson rolling out as well as um, big international numbers for Losing Alice. Yeah, uh, go, goes with what I was saying earlier about Apple TV Plus uh, and just, just having that, you know, that they're on that roll. They just slowly are building, slowly are building. There's, there's no, no Ted Lasso right now. Just Justin Timberlake. I mean, slowly helping them build. Did you have something to say about AMC stock? Cause I mean, no, when did we start no, paying it's attention just to this so time? big. We, we, we could do an yeah. hour on that story. No, right. And and I love that you, in I mean, not by accident because you, look, uh, this is how the totally show works. Accident, like, like, yeah. let's, uh. <laughs> all right, let's get to the dispatches from the front. Oh my gosh, we got an email from Milongo. Woo! I haven't heard from Milongo in so long. Thank you, man. Uh, wrote, guys, I finally cut the cord. Comcast forced our hand by increasing the prices on crap internet and then throwing in a cap limit during COVID. Insane. I have two kids doing school from home, as well as my work, which involves pushing a lot of animation renders and effects over the network back to coworkers who need them to complete edits. So needless to say, it was funny when the wife came in and said, why aren't we using cloud-based DVR? TV is like 
for old people who are stuck with Comcast, and I just don't trust Comcast. Uh, so Milango says, we've moved on to better pastures with Fios. We also chose YouTube TV or Hulu because of the fast for over Hulu, I guess, because of the fast forwarding and skipping commercials. Cheers, guys. I'd say I miss you and the movie draft, LOL, but I hear you guys in my ears every week. So yeah, movie draft player Milango, Team Cord Killers, Milango and Christy Cates. Aw, Milango, we can't wait to have you back, man. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and welcome, welcome to the the official full on cord cutting universe. Yeah, not as uh, painful as anybody would expect. Got this email from Matt Bat saying there are six minutes at the credits of a, of a twenty five minute episode of Wandavision. Unbelievable! What are they giving the ushers time to clean out the popcorn in my living room? The Expanse finale had only two minutes and a lot more CGI. I just checked Infinity War had 10 minutes of credits, but it was a two-hour movie with lots of CG. I can't believe I wasted six minutes looking for a surprise at the end of the credits. <laughs> uh, uh, worth noting a couple of things. First of all, I am not a fan of the post-credits anything. I've, I've jumped, or, or let me put it this way. Either everybody does it or I'm done, like, like I'm leaving when the credits go. Uh, but... I do dig the trend that for various English translations, you know, for the French version, for the voice of the Danish version and so on, like we're starting to see longer credit sequences because they're putting all those actors on there. But yeah. they're not set up right. Like the metadata on those files is not right. Like uh, for me watching these for these four episodes, I would click out of the episode because it was in the credits yeah. then you'd it, have to go through the menu to pick the next episode and no i like when i would watch the new one the next week it would come up and say hey you're watching last week's episode right you still got five minutes on that bad boy yeah. which i get it because you want to credit all the international artists but like netflix has got this netflix does the exact same thing and they got it figured out yeah i mean all of them do i don't understand why disney is putting its mark where it is it does show up before the end of the credits i've let it play <laughs> Yeah. Like, and it'll, it'll eventually give you the, like, want to go to Ultron next? Here you go. And then, and then it will, it'll assume that you've, you've watched it, but it's much farther into the credits than most of those are. I, I don't know why they're, they're setting the mark. At first I thought, oh, there must be some like Easter egg hidden in the part of the credits that has the animation Graphics going. But, or something. Yeah, yeah. I haven't, I haven't noticed anything and I certainly haven't seen anything written about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I want to thank our guest, you, you, the listener, you were our guest this whole time. You're the best guest we've had all day. So thank you for being with us. Our website is cordkillers.com. Our email address is cordkillers at gmail.com. We're live on twitch.tv slash night attack. Also carried on diamondclub.tv Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. And we will talk to you again next week. Hey, Tom Merritt. Yes, Brian Brushwood. Know who I love even more than my own children? Your other children no not my wife i know what you're saying i love our five dollar patrons these are the people that keep us loud live and independent thank you so much five dollar patrons you know what i love them more than not life itself because then i'd be dead and i couldn't appreciate them but really 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 close and i'm so thankful that they are here to make this show happen thank you so much to all of our five dollar a month patrons you guys are wizards you're champions you, you're heroes Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>